This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. To the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Biggest takeaways, I guess, we, we mentioned the running backs. Don't really understand why they didn't get as many touches as they did. What else was working? What wasn't working? What do we want to see next week? There, like, there has to be changes, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one of the, the most curious things will be what the offensive line looks like. Mm-hmm. Because, I, you know, we went into the game not thinking that Hanson and Newman were it at right guard and right tackle. Felt that even more strongly illustrated, you know, in this moment with the way that the line held up. Then you have John Rennan Jr., who I thought was actually playing pretty well, out with a concussion. I don't know if he can come back from that that quickly. So even yeah. if you're thinking about shifting a guy like Zach Tom, or if you would have maybe put him at right tackle, now maybe you're considering moving him to left guard to fill in, you know, more permanently for the next couple weeks until JRJ is back. So I guess, you know, a lot of this is just, can Elton and David get healthy enough, quickly enough to, to mask some of these deficiencies? Because I think a big part of even, you know, the run game, we saw Zach Tom come in and open up some holes right away for Dylan and Jones. So once this offensive line gets their cohesion together and develops a little bit more comfort, and again, maybe we'll see better comfort out of Hanson and Newman when they get more time to gel, more chemistry going into week two. But I think the offensive line is, is kind of the key right now to unleashing the offense that Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers want to run. Yeah, I have a couple of thoughts there. One is, can we just agree that Zach Tom needs to be out there, right? Of, of yes. The bright spots yeah. in this game. He was absolutely one of them. I'm so glad they put him in. I'm so glad he got a chance to show what he can do because the left side of that line was not the problem. Um, Josh had a great game too. Josh had a great game. He was not the problem. Um, there has to be some adjusting is the word I'll use on the right side of the line. Now, that being said, the Packers new offensive coordinator is their previous offensive line coach. So are we at all concerned that his first game, like the breakdowns was really with the offensive line, or is this just they're working with backups and then they lost their, you know, next starter and now they're down three starters and this is just unexpected. I mean, they had to know that if I was them, I would be planning for week one all along, not having David Bakhtiari on Right. So this isn't like a surprise that they were working without their best two tackles. I'm I'm, should should we be disappointed in Adam Senovich? At that point, I don't know if it's a Steno thing. And I've seen a lot of comparisons to this, and I think they're spot on. It it reminds me of when Elton Jenkins had proven all preseason that he deserved to be a starter on the offensive line. 
And Lane Taylor got the nod because he was the vet in the room. And I, I understand that mentality, um, but it kind of feels like it falls on the Packers coaching staff at that point. And, you know, maybe, yes, you lump Steno in with this group, but they like to reward their guys. And, you know, we've seen repeatedly Steno has said probably two or three times about, you know, Hanson has always been a better run blocker, hasn't been as great in pass protection, but we thought he was making strides in pass protection. and He deserved the opportunity. So, you know, whatever they're seeing, whatever this is, you know, his development, I think they wanted to, like, give him the nod for, hey, we think you're making progress and we don't want somebody to come in and usurp your position, which, again, you know, call it what you want for the Packers. They advocate for their guys. But at some point, you know, the experiment has to end because clearly you can't take reps away. If, if your mentality is always, you know, best five, regardless of position, the best five weren't out there on Sunday. Yeah eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, I guess we'll see after another week of practice where the injuries stand. Luckily, John Running Jr. is a concussion we know he will recover from um, and see what they do against the Bears. But yeah, I just, I guess I hope for adjusting. Um, in terms of the rest of the offense, I, I was a little surprised at how little the wide receivers got involved. And again, during the live, you know, I, I wasn't entirely sure what the game plan was. And then in the rewatch, like, I don't want to blame this whole game on Rodgers, but he did miss a couple throws. I mean, there were definitely some moments like he overthrew Aaron Jones. Um, there was a moment where I think it was Sammy Watkins came out over the middle on a third down. And he instead like kind of checked it down to AJ Dillon and, completely missed wide open Sammy Watkins. There was a moment Christian Watson and uh, I think it was, I don't remember him and another wide receiver, both like leaked out to the right. And Rogers, like if he had hold, held on like a second longer, Christian Watson would have been able to turn around and probably get the first down. There were just a couple of miscues. I'm feeling like this is just the growing pains piece of this offense, not necessarily an actual like problem going forward, but it just felt uncharacteristic. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of this is like you said this, and I, I don't think preseason is the answer. I know everybody wants to point to this and say yeah. that they need to play in the preseason, but you know, Aaron Rodgers talked about the the practice that they had after the preseason is preseason had ended where it was closed to the media and they did like a full game walk through both sides of the ball. And he mentioned that that was like the best practice that they had ever had. And to him, it was more beneficial than any type of preseason reps that you could imagine. Because a, a lot of the times in the preseason, you're seeing very vanilla schemes. Yeah. You know, you're not getting an authentic look at what a lot of these teams will actually be bringing in the regular season. So 
I think part of it was, like you said, you have to build a chemistry. And I think it was just a combination of too many factors. It was an offensive line that was getting manhandled up front. Rodgers arguably could have gotten the ball out quicker, but he didn't trust his protection. Instead of throwing the ball away to like live another day, he was trying to make plays and and yeah. play you know the hero ball that he wants to play. The wide receivers, there were a couple miscues, guys running some wrong routes. I think a lot of that stuff gets cleaned up, and I think maybe that's where you find the silver lining in this game is that it was week one. You you know you had Ad Donatel, you had a new defensive coordinator. Uh, yes, you're familiar with some of these pieces, but. Just, I think the offense is going to be okay. I think I'm more concerned about the defensive showing that we saw on Sunday. Really? I feel the complete opposite. And, okay, maybe con- concern isn't the right word. Just my expectations were so much yeah. higher for the defense that to see them come out with a clunker, I was like, okay, well, that's disappointing. The offense, if you said, hey, the offense is going to put up 14 points, I'd be like, okay, yeah. you know, but yeah. I, the first for seeing the the Vikings offensive performance that we did for them to kind of turn things around in the second half and only allow 23 points all game. I was like, okay, maybe this, this could have gotten away from them and it didn't. So. Yeah. Yeah. Last, last things on the offense and then, and then we can switch over. Um, I did appreciate how much Rogers did target the rookies, even mm-hmm. after their, both of them had, you know, some mishaps in, in their first targets and he still <laughs> went back to them. So I was happy about that. I know that, probably doesn't say a lot about our confidence in the quarterback and how he feels about having rookies out there, but he did utilize them afterwards. So I'm glad that happened for them. My last question for you on the offense is fourth and one goal line. Did you agree with going for it or would you have taken the points? Because I normally agree with, with Matt LaFleur, but I actually would have just taken the field goal and gotten the points on the board. I 1000% agree with going for it. And I even didn't have a problem with the play call. I had a problem with the way that Jake Hansen kind of flew 10 yards back and uh, just, well, what like, else I, was, <laughs> I had a problem with the offensive yeah. line in that one. And, yeah. but I think, you know, also maybe, got pancaked by Zedaria Smith. And, and maybe that's again, you know, you are in a fourth and one situation, which you have AJ Dillon for it's a goal line stand, but you know that your offensive line is, questionable right now and they don't have a lot of experience in this so if if you're worried about your offensive line being unable to push the pocket find a different play call and I think that was the the play that Rogers actually said like you, you know have- in hindsight I should have should have run it in there was a wide open lane so you know it's easy for us to be like yeah that was a that was a shitty call because we it, it didn't work but I think in most instances when you have Bakhtiari and Jenkins out there it works yeah yeah I was just curious because it was the first time I normally very much agree with going for it on fourth down, but it just felt like in that moment, they really needed to not have a zero on the scoreboard. And I just would have taken the points, but hindsight's twenty twenty.